And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Animaniacast. You know, this really isn't much of a show when they take away the part where we break loose and then vamoose. Anyone got any bright ideas how to break out of here? Ideally, in a way that parodies classic movies that's fun for both kids and their parents. And welcome, everybody, once again to the Animaniacast. This, of course, is the podcast that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs, as well as other shows within the Rugerverse, such as Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky the Brain, and Freakazoid. And today, it is. It's finally here. It's the third season of the reboot, episode one. Ba, 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 ba. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. A one, and a two, and a third number. <laughs> and across the country, in Georgia, there's Kelly. Hello. Hello. Well, I saw a lot of countdowns going on online. People highly waiting with bated breath for the third season of the reboot to come. All ten episodes are finally out. We are recording this on the day it premiered, February 17th, 2023. And if you were to summarize this first episode of the Animaniacs reboot, which, just for the record, contains the segments previously on, (laughs) and then Season 3 and WB, Parts 1 and 2, and then How To, Friendship, if someone were to ask you to describe this, uh, you know, episode in just a few words what would you say nathan it's a continuation of segments from season two <laughs> Both, all everything on it is a continuation of another it's a very good point it is all as previously seen the entire thing there's actually a theme to this episode no mm-hmm. that's insane multiple and, themes yeah and kelly what about you there was a spielberg reference Ooh, yes. I'll see if I, – I won't say what it is. We'll see if we caught the same one or maybe – I hope it's two different Spielberg references, but I think we probably both saw the same one. Well, <laughs> at any rate, uh, I think before we get into our full discussion, I think we should we should talk about uh, our, our wonderful segments that we have here on the Animaniacast. You know, I asked ChatGPD, ChatGPT. <laughs> To, to summarize the Animaniacast, or you said, I, I think I just asked the the, the AI, uh, what is the Animaniacast? And it had a really interesting response. Let me pull this up here real quick. It said, the Animaniacast is a podcast that is dedicated to discussing and analyzing the classic animated television show Animaniacs. The podcast is hosted by three fans of the show, Joey, Nathan, and Kelly, who share their love and knowledge of the show with listeners. Hey, this is totally spot on. Each episode of the Animaniacast typically typically covers one or two episodes of Animaniacs in detail, with the hosts providing commentary, analysis, and trivia about the episodes. 
They often interview voice actors, writers, and other people involved in the making of the show, providing insights into the creative process behind the show. Now, this is what I got excited about because ChatGPT knew something I didn't know. <laughs> in addition to, <laughs> to the episode analysis, the Animaniacast also features segments such as, quote, Nathan's Hidden Talents, in which Nathan... <laughs> Yes, in which Nathan showcases his musical talents by creating parodies of songs from the show. Yeah, Nathan's hidden talents. And uh, they are so hidden. They're so hidden. I don't think we've ever done this segment. No one will. Yeah. Years from now, they'll still be looking for them. <laughs> and, and the other segment is Kelly's Fun Facts. Where Kelly shares interesting facts about the show and its creators, which to me, I got to say, Kelly, I think I don't know if we should cut that segment because it kind of seems like that's what we do throughout the entire show. I, I mean, I unless they're they're thinking my fun facts are all about Spielberg, <laughs> maybe who, you know, I, I I don't know, I, I don't know how that whole thing got written without the mention of Spielberg. To be honest. <laughs> And this is where it's really gotten wrong. The Animaniacast has been praised by fans of Animaniacs for its in-depth analysis and insider knowledge of the show, as well as for the host's enthusiasm and humor. The podcast also has helped to keep the legacy of Animaniacs alive. That's right. This AI knows. And introducing new audiences to the show and providing longtime fans with new insights and behind-the-scenes information. So, look... I don't it's know about, about like 90, 95% accurate. Exactly. I think some of that is a uh, totally spot on. Uh, and Nathan's hidden talents, the most hidden segment. You have to listen to certain episodes, I think in reverse uh, to, to really hear that it's a it's subliminal. Well, message. he does do songs, but they're That's not true. parodies of anything. That's so. true. I just wonder where the AI is picking up. Cause you know, it's just scanning the internet for, you know, that stuff that's been written that either I've written about the show or, you know, it's on some podcast feeds about the show, stuff like that. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Yeah. But it is, of course, time for one of Nathan's hidden towns, like Kelly was mentioning. It is a time for a song. So I had to think of a, a new title because it was before it was November. What was it? November 12th trivia. November 20th November 12th trivia. trivia, something like that. Yeah. 20th, well, like, I think nothing, was the... Yeah, now it's February 17th. And the only thing I could find, because today's episode, like all the episodes of the third season of Animaniacs uh, reboot, uh, premiered on February 17th, 2023. So it's time for February facts. So here it is. It's pretty boring. It's called, Nathan, please give us the theme song for facts for February 17th. It's facts for February 17th. There's just a few examples of events that have occurred on February 17th. And here are those examples. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. almost was almost um, was going into Soundheim right there with the, yeah. the meter. I think hey. it was very new. Okay, As, what uh, do we got? Hidden talent. <laughs> yeah, hidden I talent. opened up a chat B GBT and I asked what happened on February 17th. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> and that last bit of lyrics was from chat GBT. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got some movie uh, trivia since there was a movie in this episode and there was some heist kind of things going on. So we got some 
heist-ish kinds of movies going on here. So uh, let's see. In uh, 2012, Reese Witherspoon, Chris Pine, and Tom Hardy star in the rom-com spy movie, This Means War. I don't know if there's any heisty things in that, but there was some spies. Was Bugs Bunny in that one, too? This means I don't know. War. Yeah, probably. This means Warner. In 1995, Ben Stiller terrorizes some fat kids and heavyweights. Um, I remember that, one, there's that a, movie. Never saw it, but never, I it. didn't see it either. But I assume they were trying to break out or something. I assume. I don't know. Uh, also, there's a hoagie on the on the, the picture. So I was like, well, <laughs> I got to mention that. Uh, <laughs> in 1989, Keanu Reeves heists crime in uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That would premiered on this date? Yeah, on uh, February 17th, 1989. Excellent movie there. Um, and, oh, it, and because there's a superhero movie in this, uh, in 2023, Marvel Studio released the movie Ant-Man and the Wasp <laughs> Quantumania. Hey, um, that's I don't true. think I ever saw that movie yet. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I will be shortly, but yes. Yeah, I'll see it someday, maybe. Uh, all right. <laughs> and yeah, those are your fan- February Fantastic Facts. Ooh, I like that. 17. We'll put in the word fantastic in there next week. Okay, February <laughs> okay. Fantastic Facts. Fantastic Mr. Facts. There Fantas- we go. <laughs> oh my gosh, I like that. The February Fantastic Mr. Facts. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nathan, for that. Well, I think we should get right into today's episode discussion and we're going to start off with the catching us up segment previously on uh, previously on m M&M so previously on was well it was a previously on animaniacs it kind of showed what happened with 23 and wb in season two episode 13 uh where you know ralph was it was determined that the Warners are not related. I don't, honestly, I forgot almost everything from that episode. But the Warners aren't related to Flora, Dora, Norita, and all that stuff. But who is is Ralph the guard? Because Ralph was Flora Dora's uh, brother's son, or not? Yeah, right. Ralph is their long lost nephew, I believe. He's the uncle yeah. to the cousin to the <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so basically we're watching this, and throughout the entire thing, it shows Yakko doing spit takes, which I believe that one of those initial spit takes is from the the other episode. Uh, but they just kept doing additional spit takes, and I think at one point even a, a cup of coffee or something like that does a spit take of Yakko. As chairman, he is your new boss. So Ralph runs Warner Brothers now? And uh, kind of catches you up what happened in case you didn't see the episode. And then it gets into the theme song. And the theme song even has an excessive spit takey variable verse. Excessive spit takey. There is one change, by the way, of... Yeah, I noticed this. Did you notice it? I, uh, I didn't notice until I saw it was pointed out online by some folks. There was oh. a change, <laughs> one small change in the theme song, which I thought they would have put you know, Nora, Nora Narita in the, Ralph's position as security guard, uh, but they didn't. Uh, of course, I guess it would have made sense at that point because she wasn't announced to be the security guard. Before the credits. Well, whatever. The biggest change was the contract <laughs> was different, right? Mm-hmm. 
What does it have on the contract there, Nathan? It says two and ten thirteenths new seasons instead of two new seasons. Sort of yeah. instead of the other. The first two so, seasons, because right away they were signed up for two new seasons, right? Right, so. exactly. Um, so this one, I think it says 10 out of 13, because I think they would have wanted to do 13 episodes like they did in their other seasons, but were only picked up for 10. So, mm-hmm. again, I know it was a big shocker and everything for a lot of people. As soon as I heard that they were only picked up for 10 episodes i was thinking okay this is the last season of the show uh they're winding it down for whatever reason hulu was not picking up more episodes so whatever uh but yeah i I think that was kind of a nice little uh i guess hint right there that the people behind the show really kind of felt i don't know maybe they're kind of saying that this this season is kind of incomplete in a way Hmm. Like a little, yeah. It's some of the at least the animators are, you know. Yeah, it's only ten thirteenths of what it should be. <laughs> so okay, well that's that was that. So we have that. I mean, I don't know what really what to say about the the previously on, other than I really wish they did it slightly different uh, than what they did. I kind of was hoping for something like in the original series where they had a whole segment was previously on and it was showing the water tower exploding and showing like all this stuff that never happened. Uh, hmm. and then was it complete and was completely ignored. Like it, it, cause it, it's inconsequential. There is at least in the original series, no overarching plot mm-hmm. to the Warners. It's just, except for Mr. Plots. Exactly. He's the only plots that's important. Um, but there was no, uh, you know, that, continuation. Kind of, yeah, no continuation. I kind of appreciated that in the the original yeah. series because, but I guess that's not what you do with cartoons these days. I mean, you have to have there was plot. just hooray for North Hollywood, right? Is the, is yeah, hooray the only... for North Hollywood also did that. But I'm talking about. Uh, I think they had two of them, right? They had a previously on the the Animaniacs on just a random mm-hmm. episode of Animaniacs where they were and they were just showing like. You know the Warners acting dramatic, like you can't handle, you can't do this, and they're trying. You know, mm-hmm. you, you just is this ringing any bells, Nathan? Yeah, yeah, and I the remember the big explosion. Then, yeah, yeah, and and then they did it again with, uh, you know, hooray for North Hollywood, where they summarized the beginning. You can't make a movie. We want to make a movie. You can't make a movie. That was pretty much it for a full half hour. And now, part two. We still want to make a movie. You can't make a movie. We still want to make a movie. You can't make a movie. We still want to make a movie. You can't make a movie. So much for part two. Spew. Yeah, it summarized it really well. Yeah. Hilarious stuff. This was not as funny um, or amusing, but it was still, I guess, important to do. Because that's the way the style of writing that these writers are doing it for the reboot to have this overarching plot. At least in these two episodes, you know, that's true. That's true. Like a, but it still yeah. it still is like a even even if I mean because like Niles Needhart or whatever, it's like oh it's you again, you're back, you were in previous our previous episode. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, but it, these sure episodes had, are meant to be I'm seen the original. Yeah, in an order. Yeah, in an order. There, whereas the original mm-hmm. series, you could just pick and pick up a, a random episode and 
it, it doesn't really matter which one comes and a lot of times they aired even out of or like exactly Mink and the hip hippos and things like that where you're like right oh, yeah you're, the hip hippos origin like, and same thing yeah. with minerva meet minerva mm-hmm. was before or after i should say moon yeah. over minerva i think right so mm-hmm. it's all it's all mixed up in the original series because it didn't matter it didn't matter then yeah. uh well at any rate let's go ahead and get into our main discussion of today's episode and we are going to start off and we're actually going to combine this first the warner segment even though it's truncated it's separated into two segments in in the uh, episode we're going to combine it so we're going to talk about uh season three and wb parts one and two And season three and WB was written by Lucas Crandles and Timothy Nash. It was directed by Brett Barron and Nathan. What happens here in these uh, season three and WB segments? Oh man. Okay. So we start off and there's a big uh, superhero kind of villains. I don't know what's happening. They're going to take all the marinara, but this superhero meatball man's going to stop them. And question you've got to ask yourself is, do I feel hungry? Well, do I, punk? Once he's right about to eat the last super villain, uh, we, we cut to, you know, this movie called Meatball Man, and Ralph's watching it, and he's loving it because it has meatballs in it. <laughs> the best thing was the meatballs! Which is something that he specifically asked for in last season's uh, last episode. So I was, was surprised cool. that it was Meatball Man 2. Like, they had already yeah, done so they're already it. done. Yeah. <laughs> They already did one of these films already. And mm-hmm. this is all, so apparently the first one at least was very successful. It's probably pretty good. Yeah. It, Ralph's <laughs> even got like some really nice hair now. He's like, seems like a really good, pretty good CEO. He's lost you know? weight. I don't know. He's going to celebrate by eating meat. He says he hasn't had any for the longest time. So he's going to buy the million dollar hoagie, which is also a million calories, which when Nora sees that she gets so upset, she quits her job enough of this nauseating nepotistic nonsense you will fall in line and respect my beloved brother ralfonzo i i mean my great grandnephew ralph well if you want to run this place into the ground then you can do it without me i quit uh only to then get a new job as the security guard so now she's hunting the Warners, and she's actually really good at getting the Warners. I like your enthusiasm. I really do. But if you want to catch us Warners, well, you have to wake up pretty early in the... <laughs> Honestly, who wakes up at 4.30 a.m.? Nora does! And she can lock him in the tower, and they cannot... Uh, break loose they cannot vamoose um and they do some parodies of like some you know prison breakout movies and when they the warners have decided to give up and they tell nora they'll do anything to get out and she's like anything and then we to black and it says to be continued and then um we have a segment in between, but we'll talk about that later. And now, cutting back to part two of this season three in WB, uh, we open up and it's the, now it's going to be the world movie premiere of Meatball Man 2. Um, and Ralph's getting uh, 
uh, super excited because his uh, meatball sandwich has just arrived. But right before he can uh, eat it, uh, the Warners steal it from him. <laughs> they leave only one meatball in his hand. He takes a bite, and by turning into oh, by taking a bite, he's it's meatball powers or something, and he turns into the classic bald Ralph. <laughs> his security uniform on and he chases the Warners all through the Warner lot and eventually uh, he's about to eat Dot or at least the sandwich but she throws it and he jumps in the air to eat it but almost lands on Flora who uh, was saved by Nora. Nora knocks over Ralph's before she can crush Flora and uh, then Nora makes oh, uh, Flora becomes the CEO again, and Nora makes Ralph chief of security operations and guarding stuff. And then everything's back to how it is, and yeah. he's chasing the Warners through the lot, and the Warners talk about how everything's back the way it should be. Yeah, and the the lot's pretty much destroyed right now. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about the cultural references, and uh, let's start with this. Uh, meatball man thing because there's obviously you know there's quite a few it kind of reminds me you know obviously like a superhero film they're kind of doing the reminds me of like batman versus the joker like an ace yeah. chemical so plant reminds me of powder toast man too the way definitely i think you know i don't think the i'm sure i'll talk about this more later but i don't think the the writers of, uh, or at least not the writers necessarily but the 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 executives uh, you know, uh, pro- executive producers behind the show were necessarily a fan of Animaniacs in the '90s, but I think they were fans of Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> so something like uh, Meatball Man it really looks like a powdered toast man kind of a uh, homage more mm-hmm. than anything. Um, he says pasta la pizza, you know, hasta la vista, vista, like the Terminator, the yeah. whole dirty hairy uh, thing of do you feel lucky, punk? Um, there's a green goblinish kind of character that's I think olive loaf in this. They're all different uh, sausages and stuff, um, different luncheon meats, I suppose, as bad guys. Uh, which it seems kind of weird that a some meat is fighting meat. You know what I mean? Like you would think that the bad guys would be not more meat, but whatever. Not in this case. Uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, the meatball power, by the way, when he says meatball power, and especially when Ralph says it later, it just sounded like uh, Scrappy Doo to me when he says puppy power. <laughs> That's what I thought of. But uh, yeah, but I did see a Spielberg reference in Kelly. What was that Spielberg reference? Did you see the same one I did? Uh, Ralph rolled up into like a boulder. Like yeah. Was, like you mm-hmm. see in Raiders of the Lost Ark chasing Indiana Jones. So that's what yeah. they first see it with Meatball Man, and then it's yeah. everything so is it's really duplicated. Two, two, two Spielberg references Spielberg for the price of one, <laughs> exactly. because they do it the same reference twice. If you miss so it the everything first that time, happens in the movie is happening again at the. So it, Meatball Man spits marinara. Ralph spits water. Yeah, he becomes a giant boulder. Meatball Man becomes a giant meatball, and then the whole punching scene with Dot is the exact same as in the movie. And Ralph even says the, you know, do you feel hungry or do I? Yeah. yeah. 
Which, that was the very kind of upsetting thing based upon what I saw at the beginning was like, he, so he's going to eat Dot right now? Is that really what is, he's I mean, threatening Dot I mean, the movie with? got changed. In the movie, uh, Meatball Man no longer eats the guy. He just looks to his right. Okay, you know, that's true. Because, because it cuts away the first time. Yeah, the first time it's he's, you go into the Meatball Man's mouth. But the second time, he looks to his right just like Ralph does. So I don't know what got changed before the final edit, but something. Mm. Maybe he must have thrown the remote or something. Okay. Which, why didn't they just push the button on the remote? He's like, instead of running away, just push the button. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of things I don't know about this. It's, if I saw me man, all man too, man, that would be my big gripe. I'd be like, man... They just got to push the button. Great movie, but they should have pushed the button. Um, I like Gabagool and all. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was very appropriate. Uh, so let's go ahead and go to some more references. We got uh, uh, the the Warner lot is just completely overrun with vines and stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it shows you, which is very confusing, because I always thought Ralph was like an ineffectual security guard. Apparently, he's the only thing actually keeping Warner Brothers uh, from falling co- completely to pieces uh, mm-hmm. from the Warners. Because uh, the whole lot was over, like a, like the Amazon jungle, uh, because of Ralph not being the security guard, I'm, I'm assuming. Um they're chasing uh, Dr. Scratch and Sniff around, and they say that it's um, – they say it was a Lord of the Flies bit in which mm. yeah, Wacko says, I'm Frodo, which – yeah. Hey, who would dare interrupt our Lord of the Flies bit? Yeah, I'm Frodo. Should we tell him? Lord and they, the they were in a cage, and so I kept going in my head, Freud Laven. Freud Laven. <laughs> Had a perfect opportunity to say that, but they didn't. Oh, well. Yeah, and um, I was like, "Is Frodo in Lord of the?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, like they have a Dark Knight reference, uh, which turns into a Dark Knight Rises reference with this whole airplane thing. They mm-hmm. have an Ocean's Eleven type homage where they have uh, people trying to rescue the Warners out of the tower. Uh, they have. Shawshank Redemption, uh, I think, is sort yeah. of Wacko's. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Wacko because then he screams and he's in the rain and he's like, in oh, his okay. See, and I'm, the poster's hiding the hole. Mm-hmm. See, the that's something that I need to. That's and that's something that I'm glad that you picked up on because I still have not seen Shawshank Redemption. Oh, it's yeah. so good. He doesn't. He doesn't use a spoon in Shawshank, but yeah, it's basically it's really okay. Good. And yeah. yeah, one million. I think they showed it's Maybe Doctor Scratch and Sniff. Um, they have Dr. Scratch and Sniff uh, on the poster with – it's like one million years BC. Mm-hmm. And isn't there like a movie like one – like one, yeah, one million years BC was a, a movie with uh, Raquel Welch who just passed away. So there you go. Weird. Another reference. Yeah, she just passed away like yesterday. So there you go. Um, that's pretty much all the references that I could think of. I'm sure there's more. Do you guys see any other ones that I may not have mentioned? They mentioned mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon and John Hamm. That's true. And Kevin. they mentioned a sandwich that killed Elvis. That's a pop culture thing. Which did that sandwich and they, kill Elvis? And Wonder know. Woman 
Wonder Woman and Batman were in the second fast part. So those. Oh, that's Batman true. Wonder reference. Woman and Batman are actually walking <laughs> there in the lot. And yes, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, a, a mixture of several substances killed Elvis. I don't know if it was just a sandwich. Yeah, it's just like uh, a, a thing they say. Um, and, and yeah, Kevin. I did think that was kind of a cute line. I guess the Kevin Bacon will be playing some ham, and John Ham will be playing some bacon. Mm-hmm. And, yep. The Yummy. the uh, I will say the press had the same reaction I did to that joke, but you know whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, mm-hmm. any other things? What did you notice in this uh, first? I guess you could say the first and third segments here that was amusing or things that made you scratch your head or anything like that. Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. Oh, I think we've mentioned everything that I made note of. Um, I did like the the line about the. Lord of the Flies and and Frodo and then should we tell him? Um, yeah, that was funny and and I I liked the pasta la pizza gravy. That was sort of a <laughs> clever twist on the line, and um, and of course the, the Indiana Jones boulder made me happy. Yes, very excited for the next Indiana Jones movie. I hope I hope I hope it's good. It will have a John Williams <laughs> score, so I'm sure the score will be great. Yes, exactly. If anything, we have John Williams music. So that's always good. Uh, Nathan, anything, what did you notice? Anything, uh, anything that made you um, laugh or chuckle or whatever? The reviews of Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises was, um, accurate. Uh, <laughs> See, I forgot um, that I thought, the Dark Knight had an airplane sequence. It's, in, yeah, it's Batman needs to fly to, Tokyo, I think. Tokyo. Or yeah. Yeah. Or somewhere, you know, just to shock the guy that's good with numbers. Yeah. That really felt like Christopher Nolan just wanted to go to Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really felt like that. I remember now that you mentioned it, that whole Japan sequence was just like, and why are we here again? <laughs> that movie has you know, so much stuff to it. It's the cops very- don't have the right to extradite him, but that's Batman true. Does. That's what. <laughs> That's right. Batman can kidnap people. It's been so long. I, I I have to admit, I've only seen. I have the Dark Knight on on Blu-ray, but I the last time I saw it was that one time in the theater, and or maybe I've seen like little bits of pieces of it. You know, obviously online and maybe it's on TV or something. But I need to sit down and watch the whole thing from beginning to end again. Dark Knight Rises. It's okay. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, really, like it was not. As good as the first two, by any means. Not as good as the first one. <laughs> but it got Bane. Bane's the fun, yeah. fun to do that voice, so whatever. Um, I didn't understand why Flora in the first act, she's like, well, my Ralfonso can have whatever he wants. And then in the second act, she's like, who gave him meat? And you're like, that was exactly what Nora was saying. Like, don't let him have meat. And then she's like, oh, how could I say no? Oh, who did that? And I'm like, but- yeah. So hey, wait like, a minute. That's yeah. why they separate. So that's why they separated out this uh, this cartoon into two parts. So they'd hope you forget the fact that yeah, that's like Florida said it's okay for him goal. to have meat in the first segment and not okay in the second segment. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, plot know. hole. I don't plot know. Hole. It may not be a plot hole. It just may be that she was shifting blame to other people. Maybe. And- you know, not acknowledging that she said he could have anything he wanted. But it is it is interesting that, yeah, just being a vegetarian made him like, it was kind of like in Scott Pilgrim. Have you seen that movie? 
Uh, yes. Uh, there's a vegan, and he's like yes. super powerful because he's a vegan, which yes. just means he's better than you. So, <laughs> <laughs> like the Oreos. Uh, yeah. See, Oreos vegans are, are vegan. yeah. Oreos are vegan. Um, the, in the credits, they they uh, credit Flora Dora. Which was not in this episode. I noticed that episode. too. The song and I was is like, credited, and I thought, I was, "Are they? Are they just trying to get some more money?" Off the- <laughs> I was like, "I'm going to watch this episode like three more times," and I did. And I was like, <laughs> sure "Do they, they sing, sing this that song?" song? Um, yeah, they, they. Yeah, that is weird. I saw that too, and I thought maybe they, maybe that got cut out at the last minute. Uh, or, maybe, or maybe that's a way to get the people who wrote the song a little bit more money if it's put in the credits. I, I think it was a mistake because they they left out a song <laughs> from the Pinky and the Brain episode. Uh-huh. Pinky sings the how to jingle, and, and that's not put, put that in, in the credits. So yeah. I think I think they'll fix it sometime in post if yeah. anyone ever like. Maybe by the time you listen to, to this in the future, that'll be fixed. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least like, on an original airing, it was messed up. It's wrong. Okay. <laughs> it's all wrong. Uh, okay, well, I did see, a, you know, I was the second time I was watching it, I did see a, a line that I kind of liked, and that was something that Nora Narita said uh, to her uh, grandmother and to uh, Ralph, which is that this nauseating, nepotistic nonsense, She some good, uh, you know... Alliterations? Li- alliteration, consonants, I guess, is the, mm. is the term for that, I think. Uh, well, that was kind of a cool thing. Um, and I thought it was a little confusing. I mean, it was kind of, I guess, amusing that Nora is using a Sharpie pen on her iPad or whatever to circle want ads and, you know, cross out other job opportunities. I thought it was just a stylus. Was it a stylus? I thought it was an actual I don't know. Sharpie. I thought it was a, yeah, I thought it was a marker too. But did yeah. you notice her cat? Her cat looked just like her. Uh, her yeah, mom's cat. Looks just like her mom. If that was her mom, I can't remember if it's her mom or her grandmother, but yeah, I forget now too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Flora's cat looks like Flora, and Nora's cat looks like Nora. It's cute. It's like oh, oh, there you go. All right. Well, anyway, anyway, that's that. Uh, that's that thing. <laughs> Hi, Animaniacast podcast. This is Chick Venera as Pesto the Pigeon. That's a mouthful. Why would you do that to someone? Why? Okay, that's it. I'm out of here. Hey, Fairfax, Virginia. Freakazoid is coming to town. Well, not actually Freakazoid. Me, Paul Rugg. I do the voice of Freakazoid, as well as the voice of Mr. Director and the Clown from Animaniacs, Lord Starchbotter from the 7D, the Dark Lord Chuckles the Silly Piggy, Ned from Earth and Ned on Disney+, and a whole bunch of others. Come see all of us at Fairfax Comic Con Jr., March 4th. Free buttons if you say Hugbees. See you there. Hey friends, Paul Rudd, Tom Ruger here, and we have some exciting news. That's right, Tom and I are going to be appearing all over the country talking about Freakazoid, Anime and X, and all the other different shows. And we're super excited to be coming to... Anaheim, California. And the dates are... March 24th, 25th, and 26th. So join us, won't you? You know, our favorite thing about... Anaheim, California. Is... No Mosquitoes. Shut up. That's John Mariano. He's the voice of Bobby from The Good Feathers. And you're listening to the Animaniacast. <sighs> Will you untie me now? Shh, call it. I'm listening to the program. 
Okay, let's go ahead and move on to our Pinking the Brain segment, and that is called How to Friendship. I like to make videos. I like to make videos. I really like to make videos. See how I do. And How to Friendship was written by James Butler and Brett, Brad DePrima. It was directed by Brett Barron. And Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in How to Friendship? Okay. Pinky is making some how-to videos, sort of like their version of uh, TikTok videos. And the theme is how to friendship. And so he's making a list of how to friendship and uh, wants to demonstrate with his bestest friend, the brain. And so the first one is to make breakfast for your bestest friend. And um, he makes brain French toast. This is just a piece of burnt toast with a bite taken out of it. Ah, yes. Well, sorry. I got a little hungry on my way back from France, didn't I? Meanwhile, Brain's trying to create this hydraulic system of a bipedal exoskeleton. His plan is to go to Brass Mountain in Pennsylvania. And there's a storage facility there. And I guess Charles Dickens' will is located there. Which makes no sense to me. Yeah, he what? They would have moved it to America? I don't British, know. British. But um, <laughs> anyway, so he, and Charles Dickens is so, so random. But um, <laughs> he's going to have his will rewritten. And so Brain will inherit the estate. And then Pinky is doing some random acts of friendship as his next example. And he's made this little uh, photo frame out of macaroni and um brains trying to find the blueprints for this brass mountain facility kinky these are the blueprints to brass mountain they took me months to procure on the black market your photograph is obscuring my blueprints and it's covered in macaroni and glue is that a good thing or a bad thing bad and so he told pinky that he's unfriended and Pinky said in real life or chatstagram or whatever. And Brain said both. And so he storms off. And uh, then Pinky's next example on how to friendship is to uh, make a song from the heart. And you can see Brain on the screen. And he's sort of going through his, his plan. And um, Pinky's in the room with all the the equipment and he's making a a song. of some song that I recognized, but I could not for the life of me come up with the name of it. It was Funky Town, I believe. Is it? Yeah, because it um, has a very similar beep, 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 yeah, beep, that's beep, what yeah, I wrote. Yeah, yeah. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah, okay. and if you, take the, if you take the words that he's saying, uh, you could easily match them up in a, you yeah. know, in a different pattern to the, the Funky Town. Got lyrics. it. I knew it yeah. was something I'd heard of. Yeah. So, um, 
he's Pinky's moving all around and actually controlling Brain's um, exoskeleton, I guess, by this point. And so he hits the eject button and Brain goes flying across, but he's almost apprehended. So this prevents him from um, being apprehended and, and everything. But like everything every bone in his body is broken. So the next time we see him, he's, he's back in the lab and he's covered all over in bandages, maybe not broken because they're not casts, <laughs> but he's covered uh, from like neck all the way down to his feet in bandages and um, Pinky's hugging him and you can hear bones crack <laughs> at, that, at that point, I think. And um, the brain tells him that uh, if he hadn't hit the eject button, then uh he would have been in a lot of trouble and basically saved his life. Mm-hmm. So brain forgave pinky and he had the picture that pinky made sitting behind him. Yeah. And there we go. And that it was probably not intentional, but it ends with a great, it was, I think the only joke in this entire episode that actually made me chuckle out loud, which is the pulling of the, uh, <laughs> the glued, uh, picture off of brain's back, which pulls off a bunch of like hair and stuff i guess off of him like a it's like the 40 old version uh joke <laughs> which hair removal is always funny right uh well uh gosh cultural references i think we basically mentioned pretty much all of them the funky town thing was the major thing that i could see um i don't know the robot kind of looked like those robots from robocop perhaps sort of you know, stylistically, but that was pretty much it. Unless you guys had any other thoughts of anything else, Nathan, could you think of anything well, else? I, I wrote stuff. Let's see. What did I write? Um, it's a follow-up to the season two cartoon, how to rain. That's takes true. Over the world. This is a sequel. Yes. The Ma- brass mountain, Pennsylvania doesn't exist. Reference. It's we a got- reference to iron mountain in Michigan is my okay. guess. That's what that's what Nathan's guessing. Brass Mountain, Iron Mountain, Iron Mountain is a actual place that stores yeah like, where they things. they store documents. It's like the oldest, you know. It's so it's a famous storage facility of these classified documents and things like that. Um, it's not well, in Pennsylvania, but I wonder why yeah. they would change it. Are they afraid we're all going to do like a national treasure and like show <laughs> exactly. up in Pennsylvania? Hey, let's or, all go or, to Iron Mountain. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, well, you remember what happened when they uh, in the '90s when Pinky and the Brain did Opportunity Knocks, and then everybody started going to Fort Knox trying to steal all the gold because they saw two ways yeah. do it. They just thought, well, they 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 just weren't. They were like, strong show enough. us the brain, show <laughs> us the brain. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, that that was very confusing, a confusing reference because I literally looked up. I just did the same thing that I would do in any other episode of Pinky and the Brain if they mention a place. And I'm like, oh, what is Brass Mountain? It doesn't exist. If it doesn't, if it's not in the archives, it doesn't exist. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of fun when they mention the places that are real, and then you go like, oh, I learned about a new place. The, exactly. Uh, this is Iron just Mountain, too, you know, too so. obscure. It feels like almost like the references that they do in the Animaniacs comic book, where they change it too much, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then it's just not funny anymore. <laughs> right. I was like, it's the wrong state. It's the wrong. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just pretty it's sure more that's confusing that than funny or, or interesting, I guess. But whatever. So, so yeah, I was looking up Charles Dickens because I was like, he even because his whole plan is trying to get in the will of Char- Charles Dickens. But 
he died so long ago that his estate no longer gets royalties because it's after 70 years after your death, you don't longer receive royalties for the thing. So his plan is flawed from the start. Well, is that is that United States though? I in that I think, I think the I think the copyrights are different in um England. Um, in the United Kingdom, as the author passed away in 1870, this is according to Chat PT. Uh, okay. <laughs> and we know PT. that that's the ultimate authority on everything. Yeah. Hey, knows about us. <laughs> the, the copyrights laws generally expire after a certain number of years after the death of the author. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought United States was so. 100, but I get numbers mixed mm. up all the time. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I don't know. They keep extending it because of Walt Disney, right? Uh, yeah, Mickey Mouse. Because what technically he'd be out of copyright in about well he was created in he 1928. Is. I think technically Steamboat Willie I think is out of copyright right now, but just that version of making and that was 1928. Right, so Steamboat Willie is is you know okay to use, but I don't think any you know people are jumping at the chance to do that because they don't want to take on Disney in court because Disney's going to say not so fast. For X, Y, or Z reasons. Well, so. and now everything that they're releasing right now has Oswald the Lucky Rabbit on it. Like, they're really trying hard to retain that copyright. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm all for because I like Oswald. I think he's a cool-looking mm-hmm. uh, character. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. Right. It's like Winnie the Pooh is now in the public domain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that horrible. <laughs> that, that movie looks crazy. Yeah. I saw the trailer for it and I went, huh. It almost looks like a parody uh, horror film. But no, it's a... It's a movie that somebody actually decided to make. It looks bad. I heard it is bad. Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about, but yeah. Oh, cool. there's a there's a movie called <laughs> Blood and Honey, and it's just about a serial That's killer a Winnie dressed the Pooh up. Horror movie. Yeah, I don't know if it, at oh, first I thought oh. it was serial killers dressed up like Winnie the Pooh, but now it looks like after I saw the trailer that it's supposed to actually be Winnie the Pooh killing people. I don't really know that much, and I don't really care that much. You know, I respect them though for some originality. Uh, sure. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Okay, so that that was the the pinky and our the the pinky and the brain. Yeah. Um, what were some things that you saw in this uh, second segment that uh, you thought were amusing, uh, Kelly? What do you think? I always mention my stuff when I'm doing the narration. Um, let me see if I made any notes that I didn't. I didn't. Um, oh. I did make a note that I didn't mention, I don't think. So anyway, his uh, hydraulic system for his exoskeleton, he was combining the traits of a bunch of different kinds of dogs. <laughs> yeah, that was what cute. I understood. Yeah, I never but, understand what he's actually trying to accomplish half the time. Well, because and this so one, and this one you, and, <laughs> yeah, and in this one you don't really know because he gets interrupted. They, It's not about taking over the world. It's about getting yeah, money about getting to take money. over the world. Right. Yeah. So you don't know what the plan is to take over the world, but this is just part one is to get money. Part well, two, we plans, don't know. I feel like his plans in the reboot are so multifaceted. Yes. And, you know, it's like, I've got to get this to get the resources to make the plan to take over the world. Right. Yeah. He didn't it's have like, a plan this time. There, there wasn't a plan. There was just like, <laughs> look, I just need money. The plan was, I need money. <laughs> and then, you know, if he just sold chipmunk uh, brains, then I think he would have made all his money. Uh, I think he has a lot of followers. And if they all buy a chipmunk doll, then... That's a good point, because Pinky's an influencer. Yeah. True. 
Use the promo code CHIPMUNKBRAIN11 for 10% off brain plushies when... We learned from the last episode. So he's like, yeah, just sell chipmunk brains. Like, why did he get <laughs> mad at that? Oh, well. Because he has to overcomplicate everything. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I will say that I did like how, you know, you know, I know that there's a lot of shippers out there that really want to see Pinky and the Brain actually as a real couple. And I'm not, you know, going to argue with that because, you know, like what you like. And if that's what you think is is great, then great um but i really get the feeling especially if we're watching this pinky the brain and and other ones that gosh you know pinky's love for the brain and their love for each other is it's yes it's a friendship but it's it's so innocent it's not i don't understand necessarily when especially when i watch segments like this like as them as a they're they're like kids you know what i mean like especially if pinky like he just loves the brain so much but I never see him when I'm watching this thinking it's like uh, an attraction of I love you, love you. You know what I mean? He mm. just loves them like a dog would love its, you know, their owner or something like that. Uh, Pinky's just like a little puppy. He just loves it's the brain so much. Unconditional love. Exactly. And the brain, it really did almost look like, you know, me and a dog that my, I get home and my dog is in my face, licking my face. And I'm like, get away from me. I love you. Now get away. And that's the same kind of. You're mean to your dog. Well, I do love my dogs, but they need <laughs> to get away from me. to lick them back. <laughs> you know what? I'll try that next time. You like you, you lick me. I'll lick you. See how you like it. Yeah. Well, uh, Nathan, what did you think about this uh, Pinky in the Brain segment? Um, I liked when Pinky tried to say that five times fast. It's hard to say. Yeah. Now then, the first way to how to friendship is by making breakfast for your best friend. Oh dear, try saying that five times fast. That, 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 that. I can't do it. That is hard. I thought of you and Brain's watching. He's like, stop forcing me to watch this. Have I not suffered enough? And I was like, that's like. (laughs) (laughs) If Joey said a a quote at the beginning of the episodes, that would be. <laughs> um, <Maybe>. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it was fun seeing uh, a re- because uh, the how to uh, brain take over the world was a fun one. So it was fun to re- revisit it. I guess I didn't quite understand Once why those again. security guards would blow up the very thing that they were trying to protect. I, uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what I mean? They they're not very the, good security guards. They're not very good. This place is this Brass Mountain. Horrible place to steal. But also, like, who goes back to a will like hundred years later and goes, "Let's go." There was anyone more contemporary. Uh, Yeah, there's already done. It's already done, brain. Like you. I think it was just the. I think it was the writer already given away. I think it was the attempt to show that the brain is smart and let's just an author, Charles Dickens. Yes, it makes absolutely no sense, location wise and time wise. Like if if they had mentioned a twentieth century author, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a you know a, an American author. Uh, even if they're not known for being that rich, well, I'm sure they might be st- still getting some residuals. So why not pick well, that person? He could have picked Michael Crichton. Yeah, Michael yeah. Crichton's will. That'd be perfect. Pretty pretty sure that he, he he's had some money. Yeah, totally. Like that would have been a perfect one right there. Dead. And, yeah. you know, what, in the last, he could what? put himself 
on a will that's not dead too because you know once they die then you'll get all their stuff you know exactly. that also works it's like Just breaking into a probate court or something like that <laughs> i must go to the superior court pinky in my robot machine and go into the clerk's office doesn't oh, have oh, backwards gary that's fun to see oh yeah they have backwards that? that was one of the few uh things that made me chuckle in the second season right there the uh, yeah the thing was kind of and there was, gifts all around him yeah and there, yeah the other ones were from the cutening yeah, the llama corn and yeah the ice so. cream and stuff yeah all mm-hmm. right we're getting references to previous episodes of the reboot so yeah. there we go well i think let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating what do you guys <laughs> What do you guys think out of five water towers? What do you think about the first episode of the third season of the Animaniacs reboot? Out of five water towers, how many would you give it? Kelly, let's start with you. It's so hard because I haven't seen all the other episodes. Um, I guess three and a half. Okay. Um, I'm kind of stuck between three and a half and four. I It was fine. Um, you know, the little song that Pinky did was cute, and um, uh, I it didn't have like anything gross or you know that 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 kind of stuff usually bothers me. Um, so it was fine. Okay, and Nathan, what about you? Oh boy, uh, I don't know. I'll do three and a half as well because like it was it was fine. Like uh, I think it was better than average of the new season of Animaniacs. New yeah. Seasons. Yeah. 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 So I think it was um so if three is average. This is better than average. So yeah, three and a half. Okay. And add uh, the Spielberg reference with the boulder. So this, oh that's true. You should probably knock it up a whole nother point for that. <laughs> nah. That would be four. I did, two. I did it twice. No. Uh I I'm gonna give this one two and a half. Uh yeah, it's nothing was defensive or anything and it seemed like they were to the characters but then again i didn't i don't know it wasn't funny <laughs> so at least it was not as fun. like there was a couple things that made me chuckle but you know i did the you know I, w- I was thinking to myself i'm being too hard on this i'm just gonna show this episode today at during lunch in the library and see what kids in the library do maybe they'll laugh at the stuff i didn't laugh at silence mm. kids watch this cartoon silence i could put on an episode of the original show they chuckle and they laugh and they point like we were watching rollover beethoven and the other day and that uh you know a pianist joke that got some kid that got that got a boy nudging the kid next to him going get it get it you get it you get it you get it the other kid's like oh i don't get it what but it got them into it right and and they were just going bum 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 after the after they saw the cartoon they so were, they learned something they learned something and everything like that but they enjoyed it i showed this at lunchtime and the i see some kids there they were some kids were watching it but and one girl i asked her at the end of it i said did you think that was funny she went no <laughs> i was like oh boy okay <laughs> well so I'll say two and a half. Like I, again, nothing, nothing in it was horrible or anything. But I, I certainly would have loved if I would have laughed a little bit more in this cartoon. 
Well, let's go to get to some contact information. Nathan, where can people find you online? Uh, Joey, I'm on Facebook. No, I'm Twitter. That's what I am on. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Django, Django FT. That's me. And Kelly, what about you? I am also on Twitter. You and a princess. Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. All right. And as for the Animaniacast, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and other stuff. We're a proud member of the RetroZap Podcast Network, so you can always go to Animaniacast.com. You can see our RetroZap archives over there. Or just go to RetroZap and just look at all the cool stuff that RetroZap has every day. Articles and podcasts and stuff. Oh, my. And, of course, we're on our RetroZap Discord if you want to get over there and talk to us about anything Animaniacs or anything else pop culture with the wonderful folks at RetroZap. And subscribe to us on any podcast thingamabobber that you have, and you can listen to all our previous episodes. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So, for Nathan and Kelly... This is Joey saying, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Pinky, stop forcing me to watch this. Have I not suffered enough? 